Hey, this is the Mark Butler Show, episode 48. I'm on a little bit of a business book kick lately. I talked uh, an episode or two ago about a book called Rocket Fuel. It's about understanding your leadership style. I read, I've read. i been on a, book, a kick with a book called Traction for the last couple of months, which is an operating system for your business. This week, my friend Brooke Castillo told me I need to read a book called Work the System. I think it's called Work the System. And you can only get it in hardcover on Amazon. But if you go to workthesystem.com, a little mini pitch here, you can get a Kindle version from their website and you can get an audio version, both for free. You have to jump through a couple little hoops, but you can get the audio and the Kindle versions for free. So my friend Brooke told me to read this book, and I'm most of the way through it now, through the audio. And it's a great book. It talks about how everything in your life, everything in the world is really a system of simple systems, and how all these systems combine to produce the results that we get, and how if we really start to look at our lives, and it's a business book also, so our businesses in the context of their systems, then we can really kind of achieve anything we want by taking apart, repairing, and putting back together those systems. So with all these books floating around in my head, I was out for a run today and I was thinking, how do these things all relate to each other? What's, what's the theme that I'm getting, getting from all these books? How can I take you, make use of it? in my desire to uh, grow and lead a great team, which if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that this has been a year where I've really started to think seriously about how having a team, no matter how small, can help me accelerate my goals and increase, increase my impact, increase the impact of my business. Well, now I'm having an opportunity to lead a team. And so it's got it these topics all the more in the forefront of my mind. So let me give you some off-the-cuff thoughts that I had today while I was out running about just how to get better at stuff in your business, how to make your business do better in delivering the experience to your customers that will cause them to be happy, that will improve the, the likelihood that they're happy and that they will continue to buy from you and that they will tell their friends that they should also buy from you. So these are just a few steps I want you to go through in your next few weeks as you're working on your business and your business processes. The first thing I want to talk about is action. And I bring up action because there are many times in life and in business where our first thought is to slow down and think and learn before we do. And I think there's a place for thinking and for learning. And I'm and I, all for that. I love to read. I love to study. I love to think. But my experience has been that the best learning comes through just doing stuff. You know, there's funny examples that come from my life. I'm kind of a spreadsheet wizard, and I'm only a spreadsheet wizard not because I've bought a bunch of courses on spreadsheets or because I studied it in college. It's because there were things I wanted to do with spreadsheets, and so I just started trying things, and then I would Google, and then I would try something, and then I would Google until I was really proficient in making spreadsheets do what I want them to do. And then I did get around to buying a spreadsheet course, great course, by the way. But I found that most of what was in the course I already knew and the things that I didn't know, I wasn't really in a position to learn because I hadn't yet come across a problem that I needed to solve using what the course was teaching. So I was learning, but I wasn't learning at the right time. So it, it didn't stick. When you just dive into stuff and learn it as you do it, the learning sticks. 
Another example goes all the way back to my time as a as an inside salesperson 12, 13, 14 years ago. 14 years ago. Uh, um, when I started as an inside salesperson at this company, I'd never had a sales job before, and I went through their training process. Their training process was two weeks long. Basically, one full week of classroom and then one full week of starting to get on the phones and maybe doing a few calls here and there, but then still some classroom time. And it just dragged on and on. After about a year and a half of the company, I had an opportunity. I'd moved into sales management. I had an opportunity to go open a new sales office out of state. I took a couple of my best people from my team uh, at the time, and we moved to a different state, and we opened a sales office there. And it was my job to grow the sales team, the new sales team. So we were able to recruit some people. I brought them in for training, and here's what training was. I brought them in. I spent about two hours with them covering the scripts that we used in our sales process and the psychology behind those scripts. We read through it a couple of times, and then I said, okay, this is great. Let's get on the phone. I gave them some leads. I gave them their scripts, and I said, you've got to trust the process. Read that script, and you will make money. And by the way, I also told them, I believe that you have to get through a certain number of calls to stop sucking. All of us were terrible for a certain number of sales calls. So the faster we get through those calls the sooner you become an expert and you can really make a a consistent, stable living at this job. They were terrified. They were panicked. They didn't come from a sales background. There's a graphic designer. There was a guy who'd been a bookkeeper. They came in to do this sales job. But I knew that having them sit in a classroom was not going to accelerate their learning. Getting on the phone and talking to people and trying to sell them was going to accelerate their learning. So I just had them dive in. That's why the first thing I want you to think about in every scenario is action. Just get started, and learn as you go. The second thing I want to talk about then is observation. As you're taking action, you're doing things, you're learning things, but I also have to ask you to step one step back, move, zo- uh, zoom out one level, and observe yourself dispassionately and say, what is this person doing? Is what they're doing effective? What are the steps involved in what they're doing? And as an observer, you start to notice that part seems to take a long time. That part seems not to work very consistently. You start to understand the the pieces and the parts of the action that you're taking. And as you're a dispassionate observer of those things, you put yourself in a position to move on to the next step, which is simplification. The more times you go through a process, and everything is a process. Marketing is a process. Copywriting is a process. Advertising is a process, selling is a process, product creation is a process, everything is a process. The more times you go through that process and the more you, more you observe yourself in it, the more opportunities you will see for simplification. And by simplification, I mostly mean doing less stuff, reducing the complexity in the system. Lots of what we've talked about this, on this podcast, lots of the work that my friends do, especially in the world of solopreneurs and freelancers, when you talk about specialization and focusing down on one particular niche in your business, you're really talking about simplification. The decision as a freelance web designer to say, I only build websites for pet grooming businesses, there's a lot of marketing terminology we, we, we apply to that decision. But if you zoom out, what you're really talking about is simplification because you're choosing not to do so many of the other things. 
specialize even further and say, I only build websites for pet grooming businesses and I only use WordPress. That's another simplification step. You're removing the number of exceptions that you have to handle in your business where you don't have pet grooming businesses and massage therapists as clients because then you have exceptions and you have one-offs. You don't agree that you'll build websites in WordPress and also Drupal because if you were to agree to do that, now you have more exceptions, more errors if you want to get in the software world. There's more error handling in, the, in these scenarios. So after you observe, you simplify and you start to try to boil down your processes to their simplest form. This, by the way, is where the sitting back and thinking hard and whiteboarding and discussing and debating, this is where it comes into play because as you're taking action and you're observing, you're seeing opportunities for simplification. The hard part is the simplification because it requires you to say no to things that you've historically said yes to. It requires you to change habits and get outside of a comfort zone. I've observed this in myself where over my years as a freelance CFO, which involved lots of bookkeeping and bookkeeping is tons of repetitive tasks. I have resisted simplification because of my old habits. I've resisted saying, I don't think that step is necessary anymore. For example, I've had a lot of clients over the years that uh, when I used to sell my service, I would say, I update your budget. I update your finances once each week. I don't know when I started saying that. I don't know why I started saying that. What I discovered over time was that most of my clients do not care how often I update their financials. What they care about is that when we have a call once a month, that I have everything clean and current and accurate so that I can give them insights based on those financials. So they care about the quality of the phone call. They don't care about the frequency of the update to the finances. So for a big chunk of my clients now, if I have a call with them at one o'clock, I'm doing their bookkeeping at 1230. They don't know or care. But for me, that was a major moment of stress and anxiety, the decision to stop updating those clients every week, because I realized that it was me soothing my own anxiety by getting involved in that busy work, updating all these budgets every week and telling myself that was productive and important. Well, it wasn't productive or necessary, but I had to get outside my own head and say, all right, there's a simplification opportunity here. I just have to commit to it. After you simplify or as you are simplifying, I want to really encourage you to start documentation because once you have a pattern established that you know is working for you and you know you've beat up on it in the simplification process, you've hammered away at it and you know that what's left is what needs to be there, document. This book I've been listening to, Work the System, it, it affirmed some things for me and it's teaching me a ton of new things, but it's reminding me that since every single thing is a process, every single thing can be documented and it can be documented in great detail. It's kind of one of the reasons I like this book, maybe because it's validating my own kind of neuroses, but I like this book because it's saying you should never apologize for taking the time to carefully document every process in your business and your life. Because as you document it, you gain an even deeper understanding of the components of that process, and it creates more opportunities for simplification because sometimes you can't simplify a process until you have documented it. And then you can look at it, dissect it, and say, why do we do this? And you're, you're looking literally at a piece of paper or at a document on your computer or at your whiteboard, and you're saying, why do we do step B before we do step C? What if we did C before B? 
What if we stop doing C altogether? Would the customer care? Would the employee care? So after you simplify, document. Document patiently. Document thoroughly. And be willing to maintain that documentation. It's not glamorous. But this year, I've committed to documentation in a way that I never have before. I've sat with Google Docs and my bookkeeping processes, and I'm docu- documenting them with granularity that is, is really, at times, painful. It's really frustrating. I may have already talked about this on the podcast, podcast but it's exhausting to document a process that takes you 10 minutes. You realize how many little steps there are and how many of them are so natural to you. And then when you document it, that 10-minute process takes three hours to document. So all of a sudden, the work that took you two hours a week is taking you 50 hours because you're trying to document it as you go. And it's infuriating. I mean, it's so tedious. But there's a payoff. That documentation becomes an asset that pays you rent forever. Yes, it's got to be maintained just like any other rental property. It's got to be fixed But as an asset, it will continue to pay you rent forever. I took my most complicated bookkeeping client and I spent probably most of a work week documenting the processes that make her bookkeeping process uh, possible and improving the tools that I use to do her bookkeeping. And then I turned that process over to my 21-year-old neighbor, who's a great kid, has no background in bookkeeping. He's more musical. He's a great kid. And I said, he wanted a job. And I said, okay, I'm going to give you this document. Go do the work. All I had to do was, A, make sure he had the necessary logins, my bookkeeping logins, not my client's actual usernames and passwords, just to be clear. I had to give him the right bookkeeping logins, and I had to give him the document. And I said, you do it. And you're not allowed to ask questions. Because if you have to ask questions, that proves that my documentation failed you. He took my document. He got to work. Three hours later, he texted me and said, okay, I'm done. Now, the work that he did in three hours takes me about 20 minutes. But I didn't have to do it. I went and checked his work. It was perfect. Now, that's a tribute to him. He followed the documentation carefully. But it's a tribute to the documentation because the documentation was near perfect for that particular process. He's been working for me for a couple of months now, and the process that took him three hours now takes him about 15 minutes. So I want you to consider this. I'm paying him as a data entry person. I'm paying him $10 an hour. That means that all those months and years that I was willing to do the work that he's now doing, I was earning $10 an hour for that work. And in order to buy all those hours back, all I had to pay was a 40-hour work week dedicated to documenting that process. So that's why documentation is so fantastic. It will improve your thinking. It will improve your uh, quality of work that you deliver. And ultimately, it sets you up for the last thing I want to talk about today, which is delegation. I already talked to you about my friend, Aiden, next-door neighbor. My, my, My observation led to simplification, led to documentation, which led to delegation. And now Aiden handles my most complicated client, which means that if I were to start giving him my other clients, it would be even easier for him to take those documents and run with them. This is an epiphany for me. I think it might be an epiphany for you. As you go through your next working week, take action. 
Be observant as you're taking that action. Get out of your own head. Take a step back and look at yourself as a third-party observer. Look for opportunities to simplify. After you've beat up on your processes and simplified them, document them to painful levels of detail. And having done that, look for opportunities to delegate. If you will do that, you free yourself up to do more of the work that matters more. Because now that I'm paying my friend Aiden $10 an hour to do data entry, I can do more of the work that matters more. Have a great week. Do work that matters to you. Be willing to do some tedious things, some time-consuming things, in order to free you up to have a much bigger impact on your clients' lives and, by extension, on your own life. Have a great week.